I've pressed the button. Hello, and as you can hear, this isn't Tim Worthington talking to you. No references to, I don't know, what's he into? 60s, some 60s, Cla- I don't clangers. know. 60s clangers, yeah. Yep. So there's been no references to that. So it's very clearly not Tim Worthington. In fact, hi, I'm not Tim Worthington. And neither am I. Uh, who we are, in fact, is I'm Ben Baker. Uh, and I'm Phil Catterall. And you may have heard us, if you are uh, listeners to Looks Unfamiliar, on a regular basis, as guests. Uh, in fact, I've been on twice because I was just that available. And and I I was on first. You were you were you were that the first is, uh, first ever one. Welcome. This is don't let's chat. Uh, a small preview of a podcast which me and Phil uh, are putting out. Uh, well, now in fact uh, there will be instructions of where to find that uh, with, with this uh, particular podcast. But uh, Tim asked us if we just do a little introduction chat uh, so, to show who we are and show what we do and what we are is two men in the late 30s who are terrified of the world uh, around them. This is this is before Brexit and all that stuff. We, you know, we're very, very afraid. What, what, what's soothing? What's soothing to a person of a certain age? It's, it's a list, isn't it? It's lists. It's lists. It's, lists. it's charts. It's figures that make things okay. Top tens, etc. Uh, and that's what the world is kind of based on now. Um, you know, like top ten things you didn't know about Captain Marvel being one of them lasses. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a. Uh, it's just depressing that one. Anyway, shall we? Top shall we five move on? people stealing your mail. <laughs> Those are all you. Yes, me. <laughs> it's me in that particular instance. Uh, so for this one, we're going to do an exclusive chat that our, our very uh, kind host Tim has provided for us, and. Uh, what what is it? You've got it there. So I haven't seen I've, it. I've got it here. It, uh, so what Tim has provided, uh, which is very on brand for him, is <laughs> eBay's eBay's top selling children's annuals for February twenty nineteen or two thousand and nineteen. eBay's top selling children children's annuals. No, I thought about that thing when you when your mum says to you, "Stop pulling that wallpaper off there, or I'll put you on eBay." Like that's eBay. what she said to me all the time in the eighties. You just right. never stopped. So your mum had to sort of come up with the idea of what eBay would be yeah, in order just, to threaten you with it. Yeah. I mean I was eating a lot of wallpaper back then, so you know <laughs> I, I suspect it was probably on the hindsight good. I mean I'm I'm down to boom, three rolls a week now. So I'm a glitter, obviously. I'm not I'm not yeah. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> should, should we uh, should we should we do the chart? So should these think? are the top ten annuals that are on eBay now, like I think it's a price, the top, price the top, wise. Yeah, the top ten price wise that were sold on eBay in February. Oh, okay, okay, right. So at ten, at ten, it's the Misty Annual, nineteen seventy nine, which sold for twenty nine ninety nine. It's Misty, can't see it. You think it's there? But, oh, it, that, it's, it could be an old woolly or something. You so know. that that's that's your opening gambit for, <laughs> for our first chart. Is, is is that misty means like mist? Is that in is some that... mist? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I do know what misty is. It, all the all the old Fleetway stuff is kind of getting a bit of a revival thanks to uh, Rebellion, who are a video game company, aren't they? Well, they started out as one, certainly, yeah. And then they bought 2000 AD, mm-hmm. and then they've gone and bought like 
all the old humour comics and all the old, you know, well, quite a lot of the old Fleetway stuff like Buster and Monster Fun and they put out a Misty special. It's supernatural stuff for girls, basically. It's like a girls' magazine, but witches and that. Okay, well, cause this is 1979, so this, this annual is as old as I am. So I'm I'm disappointed that it's it's not even quite worth thirty quid. You'd you'd hope I... <laughs> that, that at nearly forty years of age it would command at least a pound per year. But well, yeah. But if I thumbed through you, would you be full of quite so many uh, tales of witches and that? <sighs> at nine, oh, God. Um, at nine is the Wacky Races Annual from 1970, which went for thirty pounds. So that that extra penny. Making all the difference there. How can you do an annual of Wacky Races? But I can't even understand how they got as many episodes of the cartoon out of it as they did. Because it was essentially what, yeah. cars go from here to there. Penelope Pitstop gets kidnapped. Ant, yeah. Ant Hill Mob rescue Penelope yeah. Pitstop. Muttley Sniggers, Dick Dastardly fails. That's... <laughs> That, I mean, do you remember uh, these title sequence to Cheers where someone held up a newspaper and said Dick Dastardly fails? <laughs> <laughs> you lose! <laughs> cut that out! And cut that out! Here, do something right for a change. Give him the old phony fire engine bit. Seriously though, how do you get an annual out of Wacky Races? Oh, I assume they were always just speeding off in the distance. <laughs> It just went zoom. <laughs> it's not like a tire going off, like right. Uh, I see. I remember as a kid, like because, like obviously, like we grew up with all the Hanna Barbera cartoons still on TV all the time. Yeah, yeah. you know, like constantly repeated, and so they constantly reprint the comics, which would have been from presumably like like, like around this period, what's nineteen seventies, late sixties, yeah, seventies, yeah. and they were all bloody awful. <laughs> you know, say. <laughs> So we, we, I mean, I don't think we got all of the Hanna Barbera's. Did we? we definitely got this Yogi Bear. We got the the top the topest of cats, Boss Cat. Of course we did. Yeah, yeah we, we got a lot of them. I mean, we got quite a few of those crappy spin-offs. Like, hey, it's Yogi, but he's in a balloon, <laughs> uh-huh. and he's I, wearing I think... some sneakers backwards. Did you dream that one? Because that... no, there's there is a there is a Hanna Barbera cat in which is like a race. Like uh, eighty days around the world type of thing, which is, okay. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, there are people screaming at their uh, at, uh, at their wireless transistors right now, <laughs> saying, "Stop, Alexa, <laughs> stop playing podcasts." I think they've been, they've been saying that for about the last seven minutes. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna look at Yogi Bear. Uh, yeah, Yogi's Treasure Hunt, eighty five twenty six. Check it's Yogi's Treasure Hunt. Fun, 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 fun. There's okay. also Galaxy Goof Ups, Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound, Scare Bear and Quack Up, uh, the duck workers bumbling into galactic police officers, yeah of course you do, well, well that's okay. a spin-off from Yogi's Space Race, which is a spin-off from Laugh Olympics, which is a spin-off from me crying in the street, <laughs> not even a thing about Yogi Bear, it was Wacky Races, it was Wacky Races. That? 
that, that in which oh. Yogi Bear was not involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember the theme tune to Wacky Races? No. Wacky Races, Wacky Races. Yogi Bear is not involved. Uh, every week, without fail. I <laughs> At eight, it's the Dandy Annual from 1953, which went from for £33. Um, Tim's given us some notes for this one, uh, in oh. brackets, dust on edge. So, <laughs> that's... Was that, it, wasn't that sitcom star Josie Lawrence in the, in the 90s? Back cricket. <laughs> Probably. Um, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you just clean the dust off it? I'm confused by this one. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm Sorry. It's, it's more than my job's worth to remove that dust. I need to bring in a dandiest I could, uh, dustman. I could get this up to £34 with 30 seconds work with a duster, but but no. Um, Is that how much you think you'd add on to this? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have put it yeah. on for £34 and put no dust on edge in brackets. And then, anyway. Um, I managed to find on the website this, this particular, you said 1950. Three, yeah. So I've I found a a scan of the book because it's the future. That's what we are. We're, we're in the future, and Corky the cat is on the front. Okay, uh, as you'd expect, he's tricky and funny. So toss up your hats for Corky the King of the Joker Cats. Now I'm glad that you didn't come up with another rhyme there, Ben, because that would have been. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. <laughs> he, he, Ian Dandy wrote that. 53 would... Is that, like, peak dandy? I don't know. Well, I'm looking at the list of characters that are in it. Right. And you do have Desperate Dan. Yep. Uh, we do have uh, Keyhole Kate, you might remember, mm-hmm. uh, which was a very loose uh, USB. You, right, her name was Kate, right? Mm-hmm. Wait for it. She went through Keyholes. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, Freddy the Fearless Fly, you might have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Hungry Horace. And then we've got Charlie Chutney. I don't remember Charlie Chutney. Is it horribly racist? No, okay. no, he's a funny chef. However, Sooty and his shooter... <laughs> what? Oh, so racist. So it's a boy with many a trick and joke and a shooter full of magic smoke. He is a comedy black person with big earrings in, no shirt, a grass skirt and some sort of blower. And and he makes some plants grow. Because I was assuming with Sooty and his shooter was about the adventures of a small bear in the uh, in the London underworld who who rents out his <laughs> firearm for other people to use. There, there is Black Magic Bongo. Oh god! Daring Doyle and the Royal Gumboil, Shocker Jock, Willie Wilkins Pobble, Black Bob and the Knicker, and then uh, Handy Dandy Magic, which is two pages. Where you can recreate all your favourite dandy characters, like racist Ian and his gun, and uh, uh, black black bongo, you know, you can, and you can do hand pu- pu- puppetry. It's yeah. I assume that's why someone's bought this particular issue. Because of the racism. Oh well, I, I was going to say for 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 the hand <laughs> shadow puppetry fun, but I thought they bought it for the dust. <laughs> that oh, oh, could he say yeah, authentic fifties dust? Yeah. 50s, well, you know, if you've got 65 years worth of dust on there, you know, that's that's got to be worth a few quid. Maybe it's like uh, a Jurassic Park-style situation. <laughs> They're hoping to extract the 50s dust to create... Tony Hancock. 
<laughs> yeah, but he's 18 foot. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps breaking out of his pen and shouting, it's nearly an armful, to, to everyone's delight. Oh, and if you just listen in the background, you can hear the call of the Cidosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Kerr going, am I in this? Am I this? Am I in this one? <laughs> where Where was he from? Somewhere Australia. <laughs> we... At seven. At seven. Uh, Pet Shop Boys annually from 1988. That went for 34 pounds 89. So you know we said about the dandy annual. If they yeah. clean the dust off, it might have got them another pound. Still wouldn't have beaten Pet Shop Boys. Another 89p ahead. How can you expect to be taken annually? Boom, I remember that one. It's good. Yeah, they're, they're big on their uh, uh, their annuals, so to speak, of the Pet Shop Boys. They still do them. Uh, in fact, I think they just brought one out like an exclusive EP on and stuff like that. And they, they are one of those bands that have a very, very loyal fan base. We made it. Leave it. London, 1965. Here we're two years out. Oh, what's two years amongst friends? Well, hello. <laughs> I'm just going to press that button. At six, it's the Doctor Who annual, 1965. That went for £35, so £11 clear of the Pet Shop Boys. You know that David Tennant took his surname from Neil Tennant because he was a big Pet Shop Boys fan. His real name's David McDonald. I knew, I knew it wasn't his real name, but I didn't know that's where he got it from, so thank you for that. Yeah, it is true, sir. I, I just want to, want to check. Would... So, um, Neil Tennant used to work for Marvel UK. Would he have been there while Marvel were putting out Doctor Who comics? He worked on Smash Hits, didn't he? So, presumably left Marvel, actually, kind of earlier. Five! We've got the official Tottenham Hotspur annual. Guess from what year, Ben? Uh, I'm going to say... I don't know when we're talking... They were big in the 80s, weren't they? Like, uh, Spurs are on their way to Tottenham, all that area. So, yeah, early 80s, yeah. Um, No, 2018. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> and it went for it went for forty nine pounds sixty two. So for some reason, I, I I genuinely don't know why. What 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 was big about that? Do you think there was a misprint in it or something? I don't oh, know. <laughs> yeah, is it, is it the one where they accidentally uh, published it with all of the players with their cocks out accidentally, or, uh, or so. did they accidentally make it about rugby? I don't. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant Tottenham's Hod Spa, the uh, the other team. I mean, we're we're very much I mean, in two men with very little interest in football talking about a football annual territory here, aren't we? That's that's because <laughs> I'd love to know why this is a why it's so yeah. much. If you know, please do uh, to contact us on Twitter. I'm at Ben Baker Books. He's at Phil Five Thousand. Uh, why this is so big? Because. There was a baseball card. It's, it's a picture of someone holding a baseball bat, and someone has written on the end of it, fuckface, on the end. <laughs> and it was taken and used in a baseball card, and it was, someone noticed eventually, and they all got recalled. So if you get a copy of that, it's worth like thousands and thousands. Every year, all the Major League Baseball players gather to have their pictures taken for various baseball card companies. But when Baltimore Oriole Billy Ripken posed for his picture, there were two words written on the knob of his bat in black magic marker, and one of those words was X-rated. The first card surfaced a few weeks ago. No one could believe it. I know what it looks like to me, but I wouldn't say it on television. (laughs) Something about his face. (laughs) 
I'm sure people who know the story better than I do will be screaming again at, uh, at their old Victrola, but yeah, look it up. <laughs> Good. Does um, it say full yeah. number four? <laughs> well, you might say it in a second. Um, at number four, at uh, 49.99, it's the Rupert Bear Annual from 1939. Rupert, Rupert the Bow, everyone is a <laughs> this, of course, is the uh, Rupert Bear Annual where his policy of appeasement fails and he's <laughs> he's forced to enter into armed conflict with, I don't know, whoever the German one in Rupert the Bear was. Was it replaced the following year by Bill Badger Annual? <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately replaced in 1945. <laughs> Do you remember when, when Rupert went on that tube and said... I don't know whether we should do some more. <laughs> and a black gentleman uh, 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 on a tube went, Go for it, Mr. Rupert, you can do it! No, we've established that wouldn't have been Rupert. That was that was Bill Badger. You, you've failed with your own have, analogy. Anyway, £49.99 for the Rupert Bear Annual 1939. So, can we move on? I, I, I'm quite happy to have no dwelling on Rupert's piece. Uh, okay. At three. Fair enough. At three, the Busy Lizzie and Picture Book Annual 1964, which went for £50, beating um, Chamberlain Bear by <laughs> a penny. <laughs> ah, it's part of the uh, Watch With Mother. If you haven't seen Busy Lizzie before, you won't know that that big flower on her frock is a wishing flower. She has only to touch it and wish for something, and hey presto, there it is. She can wish for one, two, three, even four things at a time, but not five. Uh, and later she appear in the comic Pippin, which... Uh... Uh, I, I I never read Pippin, but I did read Buttons. It's a very similar uh, situation. Okay. Uh, did you have any Pippin or Buttons? No, not really. Um, my my childhood comics mostly involved large robots. That's that's that was my wheelhouse. <laughs> well, maybe that's here. Number two. Um, kind of the Doctor Who Annual, nineteen seventy one. Which went for seventy eight forty nine. Okay. So we're 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 Pertwee at this point, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in annuals are always one year ahead of sort of what. Yeah. This so should, yeah, just should be your, your Caroline John era. Yeah. Uh, so presumably, John Pertwee asked the book to be pulped and be replaced by a much uh, more attractive <laughs> and simpler to understand book the following uh, yeah. year. Uh, and he stole four pages out of the back of it to give to some of his friends. <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> and Barry Letts shook his head. Uh, don't, don't forget Terence Dix because Barry Letts him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And if you need any of these v- references Vita. explaining, please do write to your local ombudsman. Uh, <laughs> And swiftly moving on to the top number one, the highest selling book oh, this February uh, on on eBay. What is number one? Well, it's from 1964, Ben. All right. It's sold for ninety five pounds. Really? Apparently, the magic paintings in it are untouched. <laughs> 
It's it's another Rupert Bear annual. It's the 1964 oh, Rupert Bear annual. <laughs> it's going to be like Degas annual or something. <laughs> magic, magic paintings untouched. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Hold on. Let me look this one up. Rupert Bear annual, 1964. So I, I had loads of the 80s ones. Um with with WH Smith branding on them, if I remember correctly. I don't know if that's because they were the only people selling them. Um but I Well there were Daily Express books, you know, obviously uh the Beaver yeah, yeah. Brook newspapers, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I, I, the main thing that I remember was that you had like the the prose story at the bottom, but then there was like four pictures on each page that just had a rhyming couplet on them. So if you couldn't be bothered to read the prose, you could get the story by just reading like four rhyming couplets per page. <laughs> Today, Mrs. Bear plans to give her old hat to a jumble sale, but Rupert has other ideas in Rupert and the Old Hat. I've looked up uh, uh, Rupert Annual 64. Amazingly, I have managed to find some pages of it. Okay. <coughs> I wish I had the original thing, but it's selling for 90 bloody quid. Uh, right, here's a fun game we'll do. It's called, Is This a Real Rupert Story Appearing in the Book or Not? Go on, then. Rupert and the Dover Soul. Yes. I can confirm that it's a real Rupert story <laughs> appearing in this 1964 annual. Rupert and the Trouble with Knives. I'm going to say yes. Sadly, no. Sadly, uh, it was 65, you're thinking of. Okay. Rupert and the Compass. Yes. Obviously, because it's the most boring sounding thing. <laughs> Rupert and a stick, yes. Rupert and the time he met Mark Gardiner from Ride. <laughs> I don't think that's a real one. No, it was a little book. It was a little book. Rupert and the Dog Roses. Yes. That was incorrect. And Rupert and the Stone Roses. <laughs> now, hang on. <laughs> I mean, oh. Rupert probably saw them before they were famous, so yeah, I'm going to say yes. Yellow panted twat. Yeah, was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid not. Uh, I'll just I'll look, look at the first page of Rupert of the Dover Soul. Right. And he's smelling something. He's him and Is his it... mum are looking for a smell. Are they looking for a smell, or are they sniffing uh, for a smell? Yes, they they can they can smell. Then Rupert sniffs a roadside weed. The smell is very strong indeed. Please, kids, if you're thinking of smelling roadside weeds, please, please don't uh, smell uh, roadside or weeds. At the very least, try not to have an annual about it so other people have to hear about it. And finally, Rupert and the bloody bastard list of things in the past that we've amazingly managed to spin out into half an hour of what can all be described as entertainment. It's not the only way it can be described, is it? That is a quite good example of what you'll expect to find from Don't Let's Chat, which uh, is launching today, and with a with an entirely different episode to this. So hopefully you'll find find something in there that you'll enjoy. If not, it sounds in it. It's it saves you sitting around with your own thoughts, <coughs> thinking of Rupert and them crazy adventures that he's getting up to with that compass. 
What? Does he smell the compass as well? Ass. No. It it, it, it does smell of an ass. No. Comp. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? It's harder than it looks, clearly. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so, yeah. so, congratulations to Ken Rupert, the writer of the Rupert books, uh, for all of his hard work and his yellow trousered fun. And if you want more yellow trousered fun with us, uh, look at the links uh, found with this podcast. Uh, subscribe, and we'll say goodbye for now and hello at a later date. Until then, I've been Ben Baker. I'm still Phil Castrol. And you can say that. And together we are Bill Badger for V1940. <laughs> <laughs> Better than this. Papers. Papers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. the jerk he will kill again and he's coming for <coughs> oh i'm sorry i uh, didn't see you there uh, just ben here unfortunately wanting to say a big thank you to tim for letting us do this little bit of a bonus don't let's chat on looks unfamiliar and the first episode proper will be going up on april 1st 2019 at anchor.fm slash don't let's chat but don't worry if you don't use that website as it can be uh, just added into your podcast app of choice. And uh, some of the ones it will definitely work on is Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, uh, Radio Republic, Podcast Addict, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Peter Powell's Pod Pals. Pains and pods, poddle lane, pit pad pods, whoa, the demon card, the pods, and of course, MySpace. Probably. Most of those, anyway. Uh, so yeah, thanks to Tim for letting us do this, and uh, our first proper episode, as I say, goes up on April 1st, and that's not one of my Steve Penk-style wacky humours for the April Fool's Day, although we do look at the pranking career of one of Hollywood's greatest, and sadly I don't mean the actor Richard Kind. There's also a play for fans of Retro TV, Phil Schofield, and cartoons long thought buried under the floorboards with Scragtag. In fact, as you've got this far, here's a small preview clip. Just between me and you, like. Enjoy. It's the Quickie Koala Show! It's a cartoon series of its Quickie, the clever koala bear. Try saying mm. that when you've drunk uh, three litres of bleach. Uh, it's crazy Claws, the wild cat. And the city's own gutter pup, Dirty Dog, have their own adventures brought to you. So Quickie Koala was like the main one, and then they had like backup yeah. stories. And the Crazy Claws was one. And as I said, Dirty Dog was a tramp. It was a dog that was a tramp that went round with a rat. 
Uh, okay, so it was it was very much the Animaniacs of its day, is what you're saying. They were just looking for some warm food at the end of the day. <laughs> and, and if anything's more depressing than that, uh, I, I hope never to see it. I mean, Jesus Christ, you, you know, you think Family Guy or Edgelords, Hanna-Barbera were doing it back in the 80s. Nothing like French cuisine to tickle and titillate the taste buds. Eh, Ratzo? Ah, Dirty, please don't talk about food. Look at me. We haven't eaten in a week. There it is, officer. He swiped it right off my table. Dirty dog. I should have known. Uh-oh. So this Hanna-Barbera's... I said Animaniacs. I think actually now you've described that. It's more more Sir Digby Chicken Caesar, isn't it? And... It is. It is very much. Don't worry, I think I can still get a little bit out of the bottom of this KFC box that's been abandoned again. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that's how he talked. He probably wasn't. He probably said, <laughs> Kowalski, get me some chickens in here. I was going to say, do you think every American program was a police procedural with an angry captain? That... Prove me wrong. Name a programme now that wasn't that. I don't want to, because then you're just going to sort of rework whatever I say and just have an angry captain shouting. Chandler Bing, get in my office! The well, fresh Kowalski of Bel Air! Why, I ought to come over there and do some <laughs> up to no goods! <laughs> I mean, to be fair. The news! Hey, the trouble the news. that was in the neighbourhood would have. No, the news, okay. 